Welcome back, people. Mohammed Tawi here. First, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, CashmereKing.com. When you need some winter wear, a good sweater, or a nice thermal underpiece, go to Cashmere King for all your needs. Today, I have Jason Pandorf. We actually went to high school together. Hello. Hello. Long time, my friend. It has been a while. <laughs> it we really has. We the dude. bus together, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. Yeah. Dude, we did ride the bus together. <laughs> I yeah. forgot. Wow. You remember Cecil? Yeah, that huge wait. Oh, skinny old dude. He's like 88. Oh, the bus driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember him and his son? Like <laughs> his son would drive the other bus and then he would dude, he was cool. I wonder yeah. what happened to him. I wonder I if don't he's know. I miss Cecil. Yeah, I wonder if he's still chugging. He would be like 96 right now, dude. He was, yeah, he was old. He was old and wrinkly. I don't, I would be surprised <laughs> if he's still alive. He seemed like he was on his last legs, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't know. He had enough but legs he, to drive that bus for yeah, four years. Yeah, but and not only that, he honestly had a good attitude about it almost the whole time. Like he, yeah, he, he never really, like gave us trouble. Like we could talk. Yeah, he was, he was unbothered. Yeah, literally. Shout out to Cecil. And my microphone yeah. you got this is the samson same one i've been using since high school nice i got the q2u samson you got samson too mm -hmm. nice dude i bought this from best buy in 2018 with my brother for 90 bucks we split it 45 45 and he never ended up doing it with me and i paid him the 45 dollars for his part of it and then now we we're here i swear so he never even used it well, we never got together on it. Honestly, we had a lot of conflict trying to make it I like ideas. And I was more trying to do like thinky topics. I wanted to be a mini philosopher, but he wanted to yeah. do something like Beavis and Butthead, funnies and giggles. But looking back, I should have done something like that. It would have been, really? been fun. Yeah, because yeah. you always can throw in learning, little learning tips, philosophical lines, because like philosophy is just fancy language for everyday advice. So, you know, you can yeah. always throw that into comedy. So. Yeah. I honestly sort of had, um, on my podcast, I had a similar problem, I guess. Um, my host, well, it was me and this other guy, we were both hosts and, um, I would always want to talk about something serious and he would normally gravitate towards like, you know, funnier things. You know, and it's sort of that like didn't really satisfy me as much as I it, it wasn't exactly what I wanted out of like a podcast. Yeah, it makes it hard to let your creativity roam when you feel yeah. like you're. Yeah, I felt like I was sort it. of trapped a little bit like, you know, it just wasn't it's different. It's definitely different. Um, I wanted to read back something that you wrote. So I sent you screenshots of that essay that you sent me. Mm -hmm. And. There's something I wanted to read back to you. Okay. Okay, I can't touch my hair either. because that's, that's rude. That's annoying. Actually, that's like unprofessional. Like, don't. Is like, that... actually, for a male, your hair is going to be up. Unless it's like some whack-ass semi-long hair that's like this. And then, like, they try to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, normally, I normally put it up up here on the top of my head. I don't, I don't normally put it back. I normally put it up. Girl, you rock the bun? Yeah. I normally wear a bun. Okay. I haven't been able to rock the bun. I'm not confident I, enough. I, I disagree. Ponytail. I feel like you could definitely rock a bun. 
Really? So, yeah, especially your hair is longer than mine. Bro, how many times a week do you brush your hair? I hardly ever brush it. I am I, I comb it in the shower. Um but dude. I just looking at your hair, I will guarantee you, if you actually brushed it every strand, you're spending two hours and you're gonna have a wad like that big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's not gross, it's fucking painful, bro. I go through it like every two weeks. It's an awful experience. You only brush them every two weeks? Well, lately I've been doing it every day because I've been losing the battle of doing it every two weeks because sometimes I'm just like, forget it. I just rip it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. dude, that knot is not worth it. Uh, But you got to keep up with it. Not somewhat often, I guess, but if you only do it like rarely, it's it's just painful. It's so painful every single time and you're taking out so much. One day the tables will turn and the censoring you were so willing to agree with before will affect you. So I just want to let you know, I agree with that wholeheartedly and it doesn't have to do with a specific topic or subject because sometimes getting lost in the situationals and the little details, while they can seem important to certain people in the situation, I feel like there's a principle at all times and anything that we do if we just have to think of it and i believe that in that sentence your principle is 100 percent correct like there's going to come a point where you will draw the line and it's kind of unfair for you to take advantage of the fact that to be honest you're nonchalant about a topic because we're not like oh i love this thing or i hate this thing we usually love this thing don't care about the rest of these things Mm -hmm. um it's like not so overwhelming in our lives because we're fighting for like bills advancement a new car you know college whatever and i think i think it's a really tricky rule to play with because over time you're going to see a lot of different type of groups get screwed i feel like yeah and i think it's i think it's a lot more random than you would like to than i think most people would think about about which which ideas are popular in this moment and which are not i think it's very i think it's 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 un, it's unpredictable basically and just because at this specific time maybe you are quote unquote on like the right side of history or your side is being or your opinion is being um what would you call it well it's in it's in the catbird seat it's in the first it's in the front it's in the yeah, it's in a exactly. good position top yeah, of the higher it's in a good position and you think that your position is safe but it's yeah. all relative it might not be safe in five years and you have no idea mm-hmm. that's why i think it's important not to place um, a moral burden on your life because then you're going to refer back to politics at all times unless you're a religious person but like feeling that you have to abide by something I feel like is almost a toxic idea to think about. Um, you, you know what's good in the moment. And if I were to recount the bad things that I've done, not all of those bad things seem so terrible in the moment. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of those quote unquote bad things over time looked kind of good. They aged well. And that's why I, I kind of woke up one day and was realizing that I was kind of painting my life in a moral picture that I was deciding on my own instead of kind of realizing everyone else is painting their picture 
And I'm kind of screaming that the people that are painting the art that similar to mine, that they're the greatest or they're the best. And you get to realize that's not it because pe people word things differently and people have different ways of expressing the same idea, but that doesn't matter in the course of debate because we're constantly trying to beat each other to a logical subject, subjective, ultimately conclusion. Yeah. And I just feel like it's toxic. It's, it's really, eh, it's, it, there's better things you can do with your time. Yeah. Especially, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but that makes me think of like, maybe to me, it for, sort of felt like you were talking a little bit about, um, like winning arguments, like you're talking about in a very subjective way, based on your own uh, worldview. And a lot of the times it feels like it's a more, it comes from like uh, an insecurity of you um, being unsure about your own uh, worldview and opinion on things. And then sort of maybe in your heart, you're sort of worried about it you're worried that you might be wrong about some things, but the, the tone that you have when you talk about it is very, it's the exact opposite and it seems sort of forced sometimes, you know, when people seem so sure about what they're saying and you can't, and questioning that is almost absurd. That's how it feels. Yeah. Um, I remember I heard, you know, Jordan Peterson, you know, mm -hmm. that guy. He said a line once, he said, there's a 99% chance that what you're saying is always wrong. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's the greatest thing I ever said, I heard. I mean, I even saw this one video talking about how even the constant of gravity fluctuates, even though we learned that it's a constant. And I just think that what we think we know, we always have to be humble to know that in about 10, 20, 100 years, we're going to look like idiots. Mm -hmm. And that's what's crazy to me. That, that, that's, an, that's an insane aspect of it. I've never heard that. When you say fluctuates, do you know how? Like when you said gravity Oh, God, fluctuates? no. God, okay, no, okay. Because I'm sort of curious about that too, because I've never heard All that. I meant by that was that there really is people, there, there are people digging in every area of education have and they have alternative opinions and research that they have done and yes yeah i'm not gonna go and defend let's just say you know the guy in texas who has his own cancer research fund the russian guy mm -mm. oh man his name starts with a b i forgot his name but basically they've been trying to shut him down since probably the late 80s i think or maybe the 70s i think it was the 70s and He's persevered on through <laughs> through like four different trials, I think. And the point of there, the point there is for me is there really is a respectability in someone abiding by a logic that they believe in. Mm -hmm. I think and not it, not backing down, sort of. Yes, because yeah. I think that is I think that's experience. I think that's the human experience. I want to give everyone a chance to, even if it comes off offensive to me, if you believe it's enlightening to be a KKK member, I want you to be able to say that because 
the way yeah. you change is you hear your words, you see yourself, and you have to live with that tomorrow. And the day, yeah. you, you know. So. And it's and it's for other people to hear that too. It's I think it's it's a free speech argument, but I think it's almost it's invaluable to be able to hear what the other side is saying. Like on Elon's Twitter, because Elon owns Twitter now, I didn't really as much as I don't, you know, like Nazis, I didn't support taking Kanye off because he posted a swastika and other things because he is inciting violence. And maybe that's a sort of a, a bold statement to make, but I think it's really important to be able to hear the other side. And it's also, it's sort of cowardly to not want to hear it. And I know there's, I know that the biggest reason for that is, like I said, it's, it's, it's a potential incitement of violence, or you might be riling people up. But I don't think that that should I don't think that should be the deal breaker. I don't think that is a good enough reason to take someone off a platform, especially as big as Twitter, especially when what happens when you do that generally is they're going to get moved to a more, a fringe platform where it's going to be like, I don't, I don't know if he uses Parler, but I know it's his service or his company, Kanye's company now. So, yeah. But if, but if he gets pushed to that platform, then he's just gonna, the, the other people that are going to be drawn to that platform are going to be the same, the people that agree with him, basically, or most likely that sort of group. When you make like same with Truth Social, that's what happens over there. Now I, I'm saying that very. Um, what is Truth Social? Know, that's Trump's Trump's social media platform. That's what okay. Truth Social. So it's essentially Republican ideology dominated, essentially. Same with Parler. I think. Okay. So it's like rumble, like Russell brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. But even with like, um, with like Alex Jones, like he's not allowed on Twitter. He's still got, um, info wars. I think he still, you know, does his show almost every day. Yeah. Um, but when you push someone off of, when you ostracize them from just the, the public, the conversation is good. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's helpful to anyone. It doesn't in feel right run. intrinsically. Yeah. I almost feel like you shall remain stupid in front of me until the day you don't want to be, until the day you want to change. Yeah. And that's a respectability because it's not stupid to believe something. It's stupid to believe it because of a implied fear or social stigma. That's That's like really i mean that makes me feel dumb like i yeah. i can't and also to myself. and also to totally hold on to whatever it is ever it is you believe to without backing down like ever even if even if you're totally proved otherwise countless times like that's also cowardly i think to just like sure stick to your guns stick to what you believe but you have to keep an open mind yeah anyways but i also think Okay, so hear me out. Why do you think? So why do you think the world is the way it is if we as individuals know that in a way we're being scammed from the top up or from the top down? So for example, like is? we so like I'm gonna through I'm gonna give try to give three examples. So we know that there's like five major food companies. We know that there's like 
I think four now major media companies, the, the big five, but I think there was a purchase with Warner brothers. But anyways, um, we know that the me, uh, social media is kind of dominated by Facebook. And then with ads like Google, um, even though the revenue is a lot down because there's a lot of other ad services now, but the point of that is, is why do we seem to gradually centralize ourselves in, into a formality even though we always are trying to break out of formality why is it we always try to be the same there i mean there's a reason why i mean there's things that trend and things trend in certain niches and then the followers of those niches not going to say look the same but they come from the same uh cloth cut from the same cloth so why do you think that we're constantly trying to reshape ourselves, but also come back and be similar? Um, that's a loaded question. I mean, my bad. No, you're good. I'm trying to make sure that I'm understanding it correctly. Um, it was a mouthful, but just think of it like this. Why, why am I constantly telling myself that I need to be more confident, but at the same time, I'm trying to be like example X that I see walking by or in class or at the grocery store of cops. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, so you, you, why are you going off of a specific model? I mean, yeah. I f- I, you have to do that to some extent. Like there's, there's too so? much, I think so. There's too much, there's too much history to just totally go off on your own. And there's too many examples of pretty much anything any type of person that you want to be or don't want to be to just totally go off on your own. Like, okay. Um, what does it I wanna, mean to be truly original? I wanted you to say that because I felt like, I felt like, Hey, I, I could, I could get you there. Now I'm going to base my growth on an example. Let's go to removal of statues. That's something that's been a topic in my classroom this week. So it's kind of on my mind. What class? Uh, history, U.S. history from 1861 on. Okay. So it's a gen ed, but um, I would say the main focus right now is that. Do you feel like there is any example that we can get? Is there any morale that's a morale or or let's just say like something we can learn? Yeah, something we can learn that is... Um, unique, specific to a quote-unquote um, controversial figure of history. If I said I was inspired by Napoleon, is that a good thing? If I say I'm inspired by uh, the leader of France, who's like debatably a racist, or probably a racist, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. And like, what uh, is there something for me to gain? This goes back to what you were saying about the Kanye thing, because Kanye was saying... I don't love Nazis, but the individual person of a Nazi, I do love him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I thought that was pretty wise. Yes. Yeah. That, that I think is, there's definitely something wise about that. Yes. So to go to tail it back, how much do you account your growth with history or how much do you uh, use history to supplement your growth? For me personally, or for just anyone? Well, do the uh, speak on the country. 
How can the country use its history to supplement growth? Um, I mean, when it comes to the removal of statues, I also think that there's, I think there's something, I think there's something cowardly about that and something that you're trying to run away from. Generally, just removing any, to have something, to have something erected that's a part of history and when you take it down, you're not saying that it's no longer a part of history. You're sort of like denouncing. Well, you you sort of are trying. It's an attempt to denounce that it was that it even happened, sort of. Which I don't think that's helpful at all, generally, to um, to not acknowledge what happened in history. I think history is totally invaluable, and it's how I mean that's how you learn to be a person in the modern world by mm -hmm. learning what they used but what everyone used to be like um i don't know if this is like coming out right um but so i mean do you feel pride when you think about george washington do you feel abraham lincoln is worthy of the name the emancipator do you associate the same greatness let's say with malcolm x as you do abraham lincoln or do you think of anyone else like how do you view I do yeah I do view them as 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 great. I wouldn't okay. say I, I view them as great people, you know, because when I think of the word great, I think of larger than life, like large people, people that I don't know, like sort of got things done. I don't think great is the same as good. I think it just means accomplished and large, mm -hmm. like impactful, I guess. And even though um I mean, uh, George Washington was like a slave owner. You know, he wasn't the greatest guy, but um, he helped build the country, which I admire him for that, even though, you know, there were still slaves when the country started. And I could say, I think it's very naive to say like, oh, I would have been, you know, I would have done it better. I would have ended slavery right then. You know, it's easy to yeah. say, but I don't think that would have been the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything necessarily, I think there's something to learn from pretty much everyone. Like if you say that, you know, you're, uh, Napoleon is inspirational to you, then I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing just in and of itself. Cause there's, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of things, especially when it comes to strength, I think about Napoleon from what I understand about him that could be very inspirational to someone that's probably shouldn't channel it the same way he did you know mm -hmm. same with hitler i could say the same thing about him but um um yeah he's just a person like anyone else was and i don't think he's totally unredeemable i don't i don't think like i don't think there was nothing good about napoleon or nothing good about hitler you know i just don't think that's the case i agree i agree can All i right. drink this or is that i don't care bro we're grown okay all right i mean we got seven minutes i think i have enough con i mean how long did we record for i don't know maybe 20 not 40 already yeah Jeez.
Um, I mean, no, because I I was sitting here by myself for like 20 minutes. That's facts. It hasn't okay, been- that makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to end this and I'll send you a new one. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. How do I? Dude, it's Friday night. I should be clubbing right now, dude. Do you do that? You go out, party? Honestly, no. Oh. It's like really, really rare. But I'm an all or nothing person. So if I do go, I'm not fooling around in no stupid shit. So I'm just going to get straight to the dance floor and boogie. Really? Literally. You don't even, you don't even conversate? You just go straight there? No, dude. People are talking at bars. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, what? like, actually, what are y'all saying right now? Like, everything that comes out of anyone's mouth is always something I'd forget normally or ignore. Yeah. But I'm in a bar. A, so lot, I have... a lot of it is small talk. Yeah, it's BS. Like, how about those games last week? Yeah, dude, it's like it's like implicit in every conversation at a bar is I'm lonely, I'm bored, entertain me. Something mm-hmm. like I, I I'm a, I'm in a state of wanting uh, stimulation. Yeah, so, like it, you just fly through people at bars because people are looking for a good time. They don't see a good time, they walk away. So it's really a selfish endeavor that you try to go through with friends, and then it's weird because then you're you, you always like break up into what you're gonna do as friends. I don't yeah know, whatever. one of the one of the big things for me is i really don't like less at bars and more like if you're gonna go to a club i really hate like having to yell whenever i say anything like when you're talking you just have to yell because everything's so loud around you and i really hate doing that i, don't know, I just don't like yelling in general so you're like a jazz bar guy yeah, i could hang out at a jazz bar something quiet you know it's actually, I've never seen a jazz bar. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing, but that would be that, cool. That might have ended in the 70s. I mean, yeah. I've seen like bars that play calm music, but it's just because it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. What yeah, else yeah. are you going to do but play calm mm-hmm. music? Yeah. So, I don't know. So, um, what do you want to get into? Um, I don't know. I saw you, you were adding to that list a little bit. I don't remember what you said. Oh, yeah, you said... Looking, looking retrospectively, why are the YouTube political extremes growing? Well, for that one, I was thinking about, I guess sort of explain what you mean. Wait, repeat it again. You put looking retrospectively as to why the YouTube political extremes are growing. Okay, hear me out. Do you mean I was like talking the, about the Crowders and the Hassans or whatever? Are you talking about Mahdi Hassan? Hassan, is that his name? M-E-H-D-I? No, Hassan. he's a twitched Hassan. I don't know. I don't know what his ah. actual name is. I just know okay, he goes no, by no, Hassan. No. Oh, okay, no. Okay, I was thinking about... He does a show for uh, MSNBC now. He kind of sold his soul. But oh, before then, he was like guy. a really good defender of Arab people and Arab culture and Islam in itself. So I want to... Uh, Start by saying, okay, I think of it like a compass. So at the top, intellectually, is like Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. But really, forget the Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, I'm talking uh, political right now. So let's put at the top, intellectually, Jordan Peterson. And then over here, you have like Andrew Tate. So like, it would be like 
north and then maybe like west. And that's Andrew Tate, the the unintellectual version of what the intellectual conservatives are kind of saying right now. Yeah. Okay. okay. I get that. And then on this on this end right here is like the um the head of the APA introducing like gender reform and so like identity and self-actualization, um, freedom of choice of what you want to do with your body. So like that's the intellectual basis on the south. And then here is like a TikTok girl who's 16 and has like 18 different colors in her hair and like 50,000 piercings with a unicorn tattoo, like mm-hmm. something like that. So like, that's the unintellectual version. So like I see Andrew Tate and the TikTok, like LGBTQ um, insane screamy person as the same. And I see George yes. Peterson as like, I, I think they're creations of each other. I really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Okay. I, I totally see what you mean there. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah um what could i say about that i mean there's definitely um some kind of game almost it's like there's there was definitely some kind of game that was sort of going on where the extremes sort of each built up collectively at the same time they each just getting more and more i don't know actually if they just got more extreme or if they just became a little more popular and I would say if they did become more popular, it could have been because of the people who hate Andrew Tate. Like, I hate Andrew. And well, then you see the other girl and you're like, ooh, I like her. And but remember why Andrew Tate was so popular. Like, he had kids reposting videos of himself. They're getting paid for it. He also has his academy, which has 10 different instructors. Hustlers Academy. Or Hustlers else. Academy, telling you 10 different ways or I think more than 10 different ways to make money. Also, think of it like this. Connect what I just said, the Andrew Tate and the how people are getting paid to promote him. Think of that as um, right when the Civil War ended and these statues that we were talking about earlier got re-erected or erected. Um, that wasn't the product of government policy. That was companies finding the opportunity of a sentimental time period to be able to sell these statues all across the United States. So it's not a, sometimes I want to think of it as in terms of um, a gain. So there's like a psychological premise that we seek friends based on social gain. Um, what can you do for me? So connecting that back, it's it's not that Andrew Tate was that smart. So he had that many listeners. Andrew Tate created a system that was very productive and efficient as a business similar to a business. It was a business, but I don't want to think of it like that. I want to think of it as um, doing something for your benefit. And if I'm a kid reposting Andrew Tate videos, at the end of the day, I don't care about his morality. I care about the five grand a month that I'm bringing in from reposting these guys' videos. Yeah. And is Andrew the one who's paying them for this? To just get his no 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 they're, paying, they're being paid off whatever platform because he's already blowing up in itself so he's a trend oh, so okay. you take like a jacket that used to be a trend you make a person an actual trend and not because of uh, a moment but a logic that they carry so you're constantly at their mercy and I believe that's what's happening with Andrew Tate with Jordan Peterson. 
I'm going to see Jordan Peterson here in like three weeks. Really? In Louisiana? No, in um Cincinnati. Oh shoot. Yeah, bro. I'm going to Cincinnati. I'm gonna I got VIP tickets. I'm about to shake this man's hand. Oh, you have VIP? Jeez, yeah, how, dude. Much, how much did you pay for those? I'm curious. 120 bucks. Okay, that's not bad. I went I bad. saw him in um I don't I think it was in December. No, no, I think it was March. I think it was March of 21, maybe. Okay, where at? Right. I saw him at the Ryman in Nashville. Sweet, um, dude. I think it was like a year after his book came out. So did you yeah. like it? It was okay. Um, I okay. wasn't it was I guess he seemed a little um he seemed a little what would you call it? Like uh it's not it's not an emotion, but he seemed a little like like he wasn't totally prepared, I guess. And not like I'm offended that he wasn't I think it was more of like hmm. he has he's dealing with, you know, mental stuff. Like he's trying to get his brain back on track, you know? That would so, have been right at the time of his recovery. Yeah, and I I I think he got I think I think he came back and started touring way too way too fast. I think he should have given himself more time. But I don't blame him because of all the I mean, thousands, millions of people going like, "Please come, Jordan, please come to my town." You know? Yeah. Dude, his uh last tour, this one that I signed up for. I mean, when I say there was hundreds of tour dates that's what it really seemed like because it was all throughout the united states all throughout europe australia and i remember my concert the event was supposed to be held last march in 2021 and or 2022 Mm -hmm. and it got pushed back because this man put like eight more dates for europe (laughs) so the demand for this guy is obviously high but to go back to the original question why is it that high what is the product? What's um, the cause? Not well, the when product. it comes to Sorry. specifically, yeah, what causes this? Um, we were not interested in philosophy. Carl Jung, Nietzsche, Dostoevsky, um, psychological gender differences. Yeah, at uh, least at least in the mainstream. In the at mainstream, the, no one was yeah. interested in that. So, wh- yeah. why do you think, again, linguistically, that? Jordan Peterson just had a, a way of saying it that really translated. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think he's a well, he's a professor of I forget what it was, maybe psychology. Um, yeah. And he did he did have a very certain way of, and you know you can debate whether or not this is like manipulated like you know he some people would think that maybe he has a he says the things he does to connect with a specific audience you know i don't know if that's the case but he does have a very first of all i think one of the things that's attractive about him is that he has a very poetic way of talking a lot of the things he says you do have to sort of read into a little bit and i think not to totally uh not to totally defend him but i do find it sort of a lot of people take, um, you know, clips of him and stuff, and they're totally missing like what he's actually saying, in a very like small-minded way. And even though they're they're like sometimes with with especially Jordan Peterson, you have to not just listen to like the actual words he's saying, but he's making like a bigger point there. And even the words that he's saying might sound ridiculous. Like sometimes they just might sound like, did he really just say that? 
but I yeah. think if you but they normally mean something else and like and it isn't in a poetic way a lot of the time and it sounds ridiculous sometimes especially if you have never really you know experienced poetry or anything like that it wouldn't really make a lot of sense um but yeah he was one of the first people that was sort of hailed as um like almost like a savior to like young men and stuff um i didn't know who he was until um i guess it was about 2020 well i knew who he was but i really didn't start listening to anything of his until about 2020 um and it did help me through a lot i was going through a lot of stuff at the time and um I guess for my personal experience, there was a lot of the things that he was saying and the way that he would say them that it felt like it was almost a voice in my head talking to me, almost, that it was very true to like what I was already thinking in my soul, like kind of deep down. And he was sort of giving me words for that, which I know he's probably said before that like, this is what people come up to me and say, you know, um, but I feel but, the same way. I feel the same. Yeah, way. yeah, and I and I and even the fact that he's very popular, I just think that says. I think that really says something about what people are longing for and what people are currently striving for, especially men and just the modern world. And how so sticking to men? Why or does it does it upset you? And why do you think it is that eighty percent of the suicides are men? around 79 percent of 78 and why do you think that our suicide rates are getting worse our and our expected age that we're supposed to live i think it's like fluctuated around 72 or 73 and it's went like slightly down the past two years so why do you think that is with technology Um, rising the way it has well i guess when it comes to suicide rates i think one of the big reasons that it's that it's higher in men than women is not because that men are more depressed necessarily, but I think it's more just because men are more physical and men are more likely to, like, I think even, even Jordan Peterson had a statistic one time that, that he said that was, that was women are much more likely to try to commit suicide, but men are much more likely to actually go through with it. So I have seen that. Yeah. And that, I think that, that, that makes a lot of sense to me personally because i mean i think it's much more common for women to cut themselves than men i think so i might be wrong about that but i have the feeling which is a suicidal gesture and um i guess when it comes to the actual act i mean well i think think it's just easier for men to harm themselves sort of in that way but why do you think, though, even if it was easier, why is 80% men? Like, do, do you do you associate any societal changes or maybe a policy or a narrative or person? Like, what has made, you know, what you could, what you could debate a patriarchy? Why are the men who dominate the society the ones who are killing themselves like mm-hmm. we yeah, have like what's we have it know, all right yes according to many yeah. i mean yeah. I, I would slightly argue this like men dominate most things and the, the head of households there i mean they, they have a, a, the majority of them have the power and usually 
you want to get everything you want in life. And being, I think one thing about feminism is a little jealous of, of the man or the, the masculine position. There's like jealousy there. Yeah. Um, and I sometimes don't know if, if I should associate something with what I believe is a epidemic of depressed men. I mean, if I don't, you know, scan people like deep down, but every day I go out, I see men that I'm like, eh, he's not doing nothing today. Yeah. You know, it's just like they walk like, dude, you ever seen the guy who walks like the hunchback of Notre Dame or, or like the guy whose eyes mm -hmm. are just like down here. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I have that, this habit too, but I feel, you know, it's bigger than myself. And in conversation, I see the, the masculine, like almost the, the telepathic fight, the verbal exchange, the thing that Jordan Peterson's really good at. Um, and usually it's, it's a dominating factor. And even within this like masculine world that we're fighting each other in, we're still taking the beating on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And well, that's crazy. I mean, I feel like the obvious question you have to ask, you have to ask there is maybe that's not what we want. Like maybe, maybe we Maybe we don't want the world as in we as in men. Maybe we don't want maybe we don't want to be dominating. Maybe we don't want the power that we have or you know that that they have in society. Okay, um, so we can admit that. Go ahead. I don't know. I feel like you just have to ask that question because based on the parameters that you laid out, like, you know, why are we doing this if we have all this and we have all this and we have all this? Then I feel like you have to ask them, maybe that's not what we want then. Maybe we want something more than that. Maybe it's not about power or it's not about needing to. Well, I think like that's the point itself. Because if it's not about power, it's about position. It's about like responsibility. It's kind of just mm -hmm. about jobs that you give yourself. So if it's, but that that's another conversation in itself. But I, I want to come to an agreement of, do you think, because I do, that there has been and is a toxic masculinity that has grown i would say before my dad's generation so that would be like let's just call it 1900s to play it safe <laughs> and there's there's just things about the way our society works that I, I lost my train of thought so were you thinking about you said you're thinking about toxic masculinity. Yeah, I um, do feel like men are responsible, at least somewhat, for the position of society and ourselves to this point. Yeah. Now, I don't know why there's a bunch of single moms out there. That's another argument. And depending on who you're listening to, there's a lot of conspiracies on why, you know, single motherhood flew up from kind of the 60s. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. you know... You know, don't feel like you have to answer, you know, a specific thing, but, you know, I'm just, that's where my thinking is, is, you know, why is this our present situation? What's our present situation? And that we are at fault somewhat. Now, I'm acknowledging toxic femininity too, but that's another conversation. Mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah, so. But speaking about us. I do think there's a lot of, I mean, even, even myself, sometimes I think. 
and maybe this is because of a lot of modern feminism, but sometimes I sort of feel like this level of guilt, you know, for maybe problems in the world that obviously I didn't cause myself, but um, I don't know. Like, I sometimes I feel like I'm a little responsible for things that maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't feel like I don't know. I feel a burden sometimes from mm -hmm. um i mean there's a lot of hate online you know just just for just for being a man not like not like i'm a victim here or anything but there's a lot no, of hate and no. it's a very it's a very popular idea and i think um and i think i think that comes from just that sort of idea just that men can sort of take it you know that we can take anything you like you can throw anything at us and whatever we'll will uh, be the strong uh silent type or whatever yeah, we'll power through it and i mean it's just very immature i agree in my opinion normally um but it's a football attitude yeah sort of like a chad like a strong and brain or bra uh what's it called brawn and no brain sort of like it's not really gonna affect him no um, men have feelings too i sound like a bitch um, I, I mean so, something went wrong dude because you know i don't i don't i won't blame anything specific for anything but like there, there's a problem in our society that like if i'm in public if i'm in a like just a uh, coffee shop and i tell another dude let's say like my buddy is with me and we're drinking like mochas and i'm like i love you dude i love you dude you're my homie and like i give him a hug like people are gonna think Eh, might be gay like people think that but mm -hmm. i think that before you think that or before you analyze someone or before you you look at you know characteristics about them so you can objectify them or really not objectify them but get a sense because you know when people are confused and don't know what something is they try to figure it out and i think that there's love lost in our society if I were to blame something, I would blame money for the most part, but that's another conversation. But I feel like there's love lost in the mystery now. Like, uh, like, um, what do you mean? You know, like you're saying, um, I don't feel the need to, if I see two dudes hug, then maybe I'll have the, I'll, maybe I'll think like maybe they're gay or something, you know, but. I don't do that. I do that out of curiosity, out of being like, I wonder what their lives are like. I don't, I feel like some people do that out of the, I need to understand like what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, you know? I agree. And I guess, well, I guess I sort of do that, but it's not like I want to put them in this box. I don't want to do that, but. Um, but that's what we're doing. And yeah. if I could, I actually, I remember it, but you said in your paper, every every time you join a group it's a win for that group basically if yeah. you remember writing that yeah, and I, I think the the truth in that or the value in that is the identification part mm -hmm. i don't know how we can escape that i really don't don't think, I think so the, i think I the only way that we can escape that is to realize that 
there's nothing fulfilling and there's nothing really deep about that identification at the end of the day. I would I lean more so, towards least, that. I would. Yeah. I just don't see anything. I don't see anything long lasting in that. That's really going to make you like yourself more. Yeah. I don't think uh, the value or the love that you have for yourself um, at, in the end will be founded on anything but intangible consistent behavior mm -hmm. I thought, think it's almost, uh, intangible thought process and consistent behavior yeah i think it's almost in a in a very small-minded and almost in an instinctual way i could i mean i would kind of compare it to just the the human instinct whenever you see like an attractive woman right i could almost compare it to that just and i think the right way to deal with that is to sort of just recognize um, mostly that's it sort of have this recognition of why you're feeling the way that you are and not sort of and not sort of just raise your raise your flag and like oh my god he's part of my group like I love that he's part of my group now and it's just um, there's no personality or individuality in that yeah it's it's it's, it's not like strips you of everything that you are yeah um, you know now on my identification thing I love that I'm white Fuck it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what does that, what does that help you with? It doesn't help me, bro. It doesn't help me or hurt me. And for anything, it's, it's slightly beneficial in a prejudice sense, because I can look back. So when I got into Ohio state, I had test scores, like you had a higher ACT than me in high school. Remember? I mean, you had, Did I? I'm I sure. Had... I don't know. Well, uh, are you, you going to say your number? Oh, 22, bro. I think I also probably had. A, I think I. I think I had a. Is, it, is there decimals? Because I think I had a twenty-two. No, dude. No, you know decimals. Dude, where are you at? How old are you, dude? Dude, it's been a while since I've taken the ACT. Um, I think I also. I feel like I had a twenty-two as well. I don't remember though. Yeah, for some reason I remember my score being like a twenty-two point seven or something. Point seven five. Maybe I'm wrong though. This was what, that was funny years ago. I got a 22.3. <laughs> well, I got a 22.32, so I'm better. That's funny. All right, uh, go ahead and shout out your podcast. Tell people uh, where you can they can find you. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Um, uh, my podcast is it's called WAPcast. It's spelled W-A-P-Cast. Um, you can find it on pretty much anything. It's find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple um and i think pretty much everything but soundcloud it's on like seven things i honestly don't remember off the top of my head google there's a google one um there's a video on youtube the Sweet. last some of the videos are on spotify um but All right. yeah that's where you can find me sweet i'll definitely leave the link in the description for you and definitely check that out guys so before we wrap this up, I want to give a shout out to our closing sponsor, NerdsHaven.com, for all your gaming needs. They got keyboards, mouses, gaming mats, chairs, and wall decor. Everything that a gamer will need at NerdsHaven.com. So that'll be all for Dreamer Podcast today. I'm Muhammad Tentawi, signing off.